it's great to be here again. Um, I must confess, I thought I could just go outside and stand outside, and then when Jason asked, had a pip go, and you can just say, she was outstanding. <laughs> and then we all win. Well, it might be just a little bit too cold. Um, it's talking about hearing from God. There's one thing I like about technology and advancement are things like heated seats in cars when it's cold. Um, in fact, my car even has a heated steering wheel, which is just beautiful. Um, the heated seats don't work too well when your boys just decide to trick you during the middle of summer and subtly put it on so that you're just like, oh, it's so hot, and then you realise what they've done. But GPS, praise the Lord for GPS, because this has saved, I think, many a marriage. Dean and I, when we toured around Europe, when we first got married, that didn't exist. We did it by maps. Um, that's not so great, um, particularly when everything's just in different languages and I might have had the map upside down. I have no sense of direction, but GPS just gets you where you need to get to go. And I love it. It never gets stressed. So you're stressed because there's traffic and it's still saying in 100 metres, turn left. And then you overshoot and then it goes, please turn around. And it still stays calm. But don't we wish, or hope, I certainly do, that life could be like this with God. That it's just this clear voice just going and turn left and proceed and stop. But do you know what? Actually, this is the life that we have. On this day of Pentecost, we celebrate that the Holy Spirit came. He is our gift. And we just say today, just welcome, Holy Spirit. You're just welcome in this place. And we just love the gift that you are to us. You know, he is our helper. He is our comforter. He is our counselor. And he is continually helping us. He is our very own, always with us, GPS for life. You know, the GPS knows what lies ahead. I love it how it amends the initial route because there's traffic and it's going to take you long, too much, too much longer. Um, it's not so good when you ignore that and think you know better. So we were travelling up north as a family and it was um, diverting us over... I mean, I just had the GPS on just for the sake of it, even though we it's just one road pretty much. But anyway, the GPS was on and it was diverting us through Oru and I thought, oh, let's just not do that. It's just going to be windy and it's only going to add five or ten minutes. Yeah, no, the GPS knew that if we had obeyed it, we would have got there an hour earlier because by the time I passed the exit... Then we found the traffic, and we just crawled. And I was like, okay, I should have listened to you, GPS. Learned it. But I believe God wants us to hear him in every season by giving us a glimpse of how he's designed each one of us. Because when we know how to hear him, we can center our lives around a prophetic blueprint and find rhythm with the Spirit's movement in our lives. And that's what today is about. You know, have you ever found yourself driving on autopilot? You reach home and realise that you can't remember much of the drive you took to get there. Or you don't notice significant changes on your street, the for sale sign that has gone up, or that tree that's been cut down. Your mind was occupied on some other trail of thought. Now, we can do the same with life. We can be running on autopilot, rising in the morning, doing chores, going about our day without really paying attention to what is going on around us. 
And as a result, we can miss what God is doing in our lives. You know, how many of you pray during your quiet time and hear nothing, even when you're really trying to hear? Then later you can be driving in your car and God will drop an answer into your spirit. And it's because our spirit was designed to communicate continually with God. He is speaking to us. It's a conversation that is ongoing and he doesn't just restrict himself to our quiet times or when we think we're now going to talk to God. God is wanting to talk to us and is talking to us and is listening to us. I had a random thing happen a couple of weeks ago. I was, we were up north after that detour, um, and I just thought, oh, that's right, I remember, like five years ago, there was like this gorgeous toadstool in our garden. I have seen none ever since. Oh, I would like that. Came back home, went into my garden, and my garden was full of toadstools. Now, you can't tell me that that little mind, my little thought, that God heard, and then there, there's these beautiful toadstools. The funny thing, I'm a bit of an Instagrammer, and I love taking photos, so my Instagram is filled with photos of toadstools. And there's a person that I follow who does a lot of design work and I find quite inspiring. On that same day that I had walked out, found the toadstools, taken photos, posted them, thought I was pretty awesome, she posted a photo of a toadstool and said, this is from a series I took during lockdown. Toadstools are a symbol of hope. God is always talking to us, always communicating to us if we just listen. It is up to us to lean in. In the Gospel of Mark it says, He saw them straining at rowing for the wind was against them. Now about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea, and would have passed them by. See, he does that to let us know that he is nearby. But the only way he'll get into the boat is if we request it. He puts himself within reach, but that doesn't make it automatic. If we don't perceive that he is there, we will miss the opportunities. You know, you might need petrol, but if you don't get off the motorway and get to a petrol station, it's not going to help. The disciples in this story almost missed their opportunity because some thought he was a ghost. It's the same for us because we misunderstand what we see and we perceive physically with our senses or are too focused on what is going on to see Jesus in our midst. See, the biggest hindrance to hearing God's voice is a busy life. Life is noisy. It makes it hard to hear God over the noise of life and we need to listen for him in the noise, to make room for him. With our brain, we develop a sensitizing to what we are tuned into. It's rather like a parent will hear his or child over the noise. A parent will hear his or child's um, cry out of all the other children that are around. You know, who turns the radio off when you need to concentrate in your driving? Because it helps you see better. Am I the only one? I'm the only one. Oh, good. Thank goodness. So, you know, sometimes we need to dull, quieten down the noise that's around us to hear from God. But know this, God's willingness to speak to you has no limits. God reaches out to us every day, offering guidance for everything from major life issues to small, ordinary problems. He is always talking to us and always wanting to have a conversation. 
It's about us having our spiritual radar up, expecting God to talk to us during the normal rhythms of our everyday lives, not just the big events or in our set quiet times. Brother Lawrence wrote this, There is not in the world a kind of life more sweet and delightful than that of a continual conversation with God that can only comprehend it who practice and experience it. Really, that is what hearing from God is about, a continual conversation, knowing that he is wanting to, waiting to, and willing to speak us, speak to us and guide us. It's about relationship. In our everyday, God is so much present. Evidence of his presence surrounds us, but we have to decide if we are going to listen to and notice him. We need to be attentive to these signs from God. You know, once on an ordinary day, Moses saw a burning bush. But more than that, he took time out from his job, tending the sheep, to look more closely at it, and that proved to be a game changer. It says in Exodus, so Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. Moses then went on to have a powerful encounter with God that not only changed his life, but also the life of the Israelites. Moses' encounter with God was precipitated by him pausing and intentionally taking a closer look. He took time from his day to stop and see. In an ordinary day, there was an extraordinary encounter waiting for him to notice and see. So we're all here today from different backgrounds and with different experiences, certainly with different testimonies of hearing from God. But the main thing is, is that we hear from the same God. God wants to speak to us and he will use any means to get our attention. Even just taking a quick look at the scriptures indicates that God uses a variety of elements and ways to speak to people. Forces of nature, such as storms, earthquakes, floods and fire. He can even speak through animals. Balaam's donkey was able to see in the spirit realm and discern the angel of the Lord before Balaam did. Invading armies, foreign messages who did not even worship God, prophets, priests, ordinary men and women, supernatural occurrences such as moving stars, writing on walls, burning bushes, water turning to blood, sticks turning to snakes, stopping the motion of the sun and many others. Quite a wide variety there. We all hear from God. It says in John 10, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. If we are his sheep, we hear his voice. End of story. Every single believer can hear the voice of God, no matter how long you have been a Christian. The enemy will make you think you can't and that you can miss it, but we all can hear the voice of God. We just need to understand how to listen. So God created you for relationship with him. He gave you a unique and specific way of engaging with him. He gave you a prophetic personality. Just as a parent relates to their children in a different way based on their personalities, needs and interests, the Lord does the same with us. 
He relates to us and communicates us with uniquely dimensions of himself as we grow in intimacy with him. It says in Isaiah, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. It is the very heart of our creator, Father, to be in communication with every single one of us, every day and every part of our lives. He paid a very high price to make it possible. But he will not override his, our free will to be heard. It takes us to lean in. So what are the core beliefs when it comes to hearing from God? The first is God is always speaking to all of us. It's not just limited to those extra special spiritual people. It's just because we don't recognize it doesn't mean that it's not happening. Just because it doesn't look as spiritual, as profound as the way someone else is hearing from God doesn't mean that how you're hearing from God is not true. We need to learn to recognize his voice, to put some foundational confidence in our hearing from God. If God has something to say to you about your life, he's not going to hide it from you. A big part of hearing God is simply giving him the credit than rather attributing our guidance to ourselves or to chance. I chose to say, thank you, Lord, for those toadstools. That's a gift from you to me. Communication is more than words. I know that. I've got a little boy who doesn't speak in many words, but I tell you, he can communicate. And he can let me know when he doesn't like what's been served up for dinner. And he can let me know when he wants me to come. And he can let me know when he's done and he's out the door. Communication is so much more than words. And hey, look, now we've got texting. And then there's emojis. And there's this whole world that's just opened up. I mean, even at work, we have a, a Teams program so we can kind of do little chats as opposed to ringing or disturbing people and emailing and, hey, I work in shipping. Hey, does anybody have any space in such and such a vessel? At the moment, it's always no. But And then there's GIFs. And so you can go onto the internet and you can find something that is a picture that kind of moves, you know, with... So our team manager thing is just filled with everybody doing little gifts and saying what we could be saying in words, but saying it by a picture. God is the same. Not using gifts, but he is using many ways to communicate to us. He uses all of his, our senses, and he uses more than just an audible voice. So there are four main types of hearing from God. God has a personality and he expresses himself to us in unique ways. And just as there are different personality types, the extrovert, the introvert, the um, choleric, the sanguine, the, you can be colours, you can be animals, I think. Then there are the love languages to explain how people receive and demonstrate love. Um, in the same way, there are four main filters through which God speaks to us. And you may find that you fit into all of them, but you may find yourself fitting into a dominant one. So there's no limitations of this. This is just a guide just to kind of go, oh, okay. And then when you understand how you're hearing from God, you can lean in even more. So there are hearers 
who hear God's voice and words. There are feelers who feel and experience the emotions of God. There are seers who see in pictures, dreams and visions. And there are knowers who know in their mind what's true. So just to expand this out a bit, the first one, the knower. The gift of knowing or the ability to understand things of God in faith and confidence, often without having any direct evidence. Some may call it intuition. It's the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. Knowers often experience light bulb moments as they go about their days. Suddenly something just clicks. They know it in their spiritual gut that God is speaking and they respond to him through that. Inspired thoughts will interrupt their thought cycle with the, I need to call that person, or I need to do this. They say, I don't know why, but we need to do this. It is God giving that, the knower wisdom for situations. It just gives them a strong sense. They can't always explain what they know, they just do. They know in their hearts what is true. They have the ability to understand the things of God and faith without the evidence. Dean describes it as the echo of heaven. They have a special ability to place their trust in an unseen God and his hand in their lives. But since their knowing happens internally, they may feel that their gift is less spiritual than someone who has a more external gift. The truth is, though, that God has chosen them with their intuition as a means to share messages of truth. If you are a knower, then you need to learn to trust that leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, they're the ones that know something is going to be cancelled. They're the ones that know the phone is about to ring. And if this is you, the best way to grow in this is to... Thank God for those opportunities and to lean into those moments because God uses ordinary moments to teach us. Now, I remember, like, as a kid, some some of this, like, applies for me. I was always the, ah, that's going to be grandma on the phone, and then the phone rings. I remember once as a family, we were going out for dinner. It was very special that we got to go out to dinner, and we're in the car, and I go, it'd be funny if the restaurant's closed. You know, the restaurant that's open 24-7? It was closed. These kind of like little things started like teaching me that this is a way God is starting to speak to me and then leaning into those moments. And then when you build lots of those little moments, then when the bigger moments happen, you know that this is God speaking to you. So trust your gut and build history with God. Then you have the feeler. They are the heart in the room, connecting with God through the emotions we experience. Because they process through emotions, a feelers direct connect deeply with the emotions of God. They have a special ability to feel what God feels and respond to it with prayer. They, those who feel also see the Lord in the little things, experiencing his heart in the presence in the small details of life that others may miss. They often have vibrant, colourful testimonies of specific ways God manifests himself to them through the things they feel. Emotions give you insight into what is going on inside of you. You feel, then you decide to act on those feelings. Feelers often have the gift of intercession on them. They're the ones that are interrupted by God with a strong sense that feels like a wave of emotion. 
They can feel the joy, the sorrow, and their emotions will lead them to pray. Feelers can walk into a new environment and quickly pick up the spiritual atmosphere. They can sense on what is going on in the environment around them. As humans, we were designed to feel a wide range of emotions, and with the Holy Spirit's guidance, we can relate to God through them. Feelers connect deeply with God's emotions and catch moments that other people may miss. So steward your emotions to live a powerful life. When God gives you discernment through your feelings, he has also empowered you to influence the situation and transform the environments around you. So when you go and you sense the stress, anxiety in the room, or anxiety with the person that you're meeting with, start to pray. Because God is giving you that illumination for a purpose. And you can change the environment around you. Then we have the hearer. This person has the uncanny ability to hear God's voice amidst the noise of everyday life. To put it simply, hearers experience God's voice by listening. They experience him speaking and learn from it. Though it may seem pretty straightforward, the gift of hearing hearing comes with its own strengths and challenges. And when I'm talking about hearing, I'm not just talking about hearing the audible voice of God, because that doesn't actually happen as often as we would like. Since hearers have tangible evidence of his voice to hang on to, they live their lives as a divine story of moments woven together by hearing encounters with God. Hearers are always tuned into the overarching narrative of their lives and how it fits into God's story of redemption. So they have a special knack for details and they love to participate in the play-by-plays the Lord gives them. When we picture incidences of God speaking the Bible, we probably think of Samuel or Moses hearing the audible voice of God. Though hearers might experience God speaking in this way, they would be better explained as a feeling of confidence that God said. Many hearers keep journals. They have a keen sense of knowing when God is speaking and hearing God in a unique way. They can point to a moment of hearing which grounds their confidence. And it's often in a lot of details. God said this in the message. And then I put on the radio and this song was playing. And then I had a conversation with this person and it said that. I remember at a time I was at Life Church and it was just, God was beginning to put it on my heart to um, purchase a house in the days when that was possible. Um, and I remember, like for me, going to, I was going to the doctors in the waiting room and I looked at the magazine and the title was Feather Your Nest. And it just kind of stuck with me. And then I remember in church the following Sunday, Um, Pastor Paul de Jong speaking, and he goes, I was looking at these geese flying, and I realized that they were about to prepare their nest for the next season. And again, it stuck with me. I mean, I can remember all these years on. These are instances of a hearer being able to piece together how God is speaking. So if if you're a hearer, you're a big picture thinker who learns when other people speak. You find it natural to discern God's voice in the noise of everyday life, and you long to discover how your story fits in with God's. 
You enjoy journaling and keeping track of how God speaks to you so you can grow in faith as you look back on his faithfulness. And that's one of the key things to learning to hear from God is to have these spiritual markers, to have these points you can go back. I remember when that happened, when I was given that scripture or I heard from God and then this ha- and you can remember. So then your spirit takes you back to that moment so that the next time you're hearing from God, it remembers this is how God is speaking to you. And you go, something's happening. Something's about to happen. You know, I know with the toadstools, there's actually an unraveling of a bigger story um, that I'm just in the middle of. Um, I know that God is always looking out for us in, in simple things. And I love being able to go back through and remind myself God was there. I remember when I was having to go to a specialist, having kind of failed a mammogram and having failed a subsequent appointment and just feeling like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And turning up at church and a dear friend of mine, Hanny Loloska Gardenia, which is one of my favorite flowers because of its perfume, and to give to me and saying, I just felt in God I needed to do this today. And she had no idea that the next day was my appointment. And it's those little signs that you remember that you are enveloped in the love of God. And if you start looking at them and noticing them and don't just go, oh, isn't that sweet she thought of me? But going, she thought of me because she heard from God to give me a message that said to me that God was watching over me. It's taking that and just then moving through it. So then when that happens again, you go, well, thank you, Lord. One of my friends is a... Um, a Noah, and she just felt to call me. And we hadn't spoken for a while, and she rang. I just felt I needed to talk to you. I was on my way to get a scan because I thought I was losing my baby. God knew. These are the moments, and we can be part, both sides of the story. We can be the giver who's heard from God and actioned it and bring healing and love to somebody else, or we can be on the receiving end knowing that God has our best interests at heart. The final personality type is the seer. They're the ones that see in pictures, dreams, and vision. They are the visionaries. They think in terms of possibilities. They see pictures from the Lord. I remember once at a church we were at, we were doing some prophetic exercises, and we were giving words to people. And so it came my turn, and I just had a word, literally, I said to the girl, I have the word brave. Um, Yay, me. And then the person next to me, dear friend of mine, she's like, I can just see a rainbow over you and there's chariots. And I was just like, what the heck? (laughs) But that's how she sees and hears from God. So she's got this colourful, amazing, and like you're in the chariot and you're like the rainbows. And I'm going, I get the word brave. You're brave. It's actually the same word, but we just heard from, diff- from God in a different way. You know, the seers are the ones that they see the orphanage. They see the big picture. They see the things in the future. In Chronicles, it says, As for the events of King David's reign from beginning to end, they are written in the records of Samuel the seer, the records of Nathan the prophet, and the records, records of Gad the seer. They see things that are going to happen. He plays out a spiritual picture to see how it should be. 
they're the ones that they have the big dreams. They have deep faith and can hang in there for the long term. So, the how-to part. Listen intentionally. Listen to listen. Listening to God is our decision. And when we stop listening to God, we stop hearing from God. And I know personally that when life gets busy and you just get caught up in the day-to-day, you can start letting the noise of life drown God out. But it's turning, tuning in and just using any little moment, knowing that you're in a continual conversation. Now, those of us with, as parents of young children know that having a conversation when your little children are present is pretty much impossible. So over the course of an hour-long coffee, you might have maybe said two sentences because you've just continued the conversation then interrupted because you've run after your kid and then they need food and then the other person's child's run off and, you know, it's interrupted. But you're actually continuing a conversation. So you do go away kind of your tank full. It's the same way in our day It's a continual conversation from the moment we get up to the moment we go to sleep. And in fact, even when we're asleep, because God speaks through dreams. Who's woken up with a song, a hymn on their heart? You know, that's not just, yay, (laughs) great, someone has. That's God speaking to you. That's going, why this song? What does this, what are you telling me, Lord? It's not just coincidence, unless you've just been listening to the same song over and over again. You know, when I sometimes wake up with just a random hymn that I haven't heard since my childhood, I'm like, that's my spirit. What's my spirit saying to God? What's God saying to me? It is leaning into every single moment. You know, I know with dreams, I remember my third child had come into our bed because he was unwell during the night. And I had a dream that night that God said to me, "Uh, you've got another baby to look after. And the next day, I was feeling a bit bleh. Um, So I thought, well, I'll just see. And took a pregnancy test, and I was pregnant. You know, this is how God operates. And the moment and the more we store up of these moments, the more that we will hear from God. It's like a muscle You know, what are you saying here? The moment when you ring a friend and they say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you rang me. I needed to hear from you. Think back to why did you ring her or him? Think back to the moment and then go, okay, God, you were speaking to me. So then the next time, you know, I better ring. God wants me to ring. And then you can actually get braver and just say, I believe God wanted me to reach out to you. And see what happens. I'm just going to invite the worship team to come back up as we um, close. So practice. Stir up the gift of God. Timothy was encouraged by Paul to stir up the gifts. The Holy Spirit speaks in our language, often into our thoughts, so that when we hear God speak, we sometimes don't think we are. But through practice, you'll be able to distinguish that God is speaking to you. And then have those spiritual markers, things that you can refer to when you know it was God. Keep a spiritual inventory, a point you can refer to and learn from and build the history of your walk with God. Remind yourself of how God has spoken to you in the past and expect him 
to do more. God is always speaking to us. He's always wanting to shower us with his love and he's always wanting us to bring his light into the world around us. So thank you, Holy Spirit. We just thank you for the gift of you and we just, we just celebrate you today, Holy Spirit. And we thank you for the gift of being able to hear from God. We thank you, Lord, that you are just always talking to us, that you're always having a conversation, that you're always there ready for us. And Lord, I just pray that we would become more and more confident of your speaking to us and that we would grow in confidence so that we can just spread your love and your light and your hope into those around us. And today as we we stand here in Glendowie, we just pray that Keystone Church becomes that place, that light in the suburb that just lets your glory glow and that the people of Glendowie will be wakened from their slumber to the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit amongst them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.